taking control of lots of things with Glenn Fleischman. This is Mac Voices. This edition of Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Slack, available to silver, gold, and platinum patrons of Mac Voices. Sign up today at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, at this point in the show, I usually tell you who our guest is and, and what exactly it is we're going to talk about because we focus on one or two things. Not going to happen today. Um, we have Glenn Fleischman here, Take Control author, but he's Take Control of a lot of things. So first of all, Glenn, welcome. It's great to have you back. I know you've been busy. It's been a heck of a summer for you. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Thank you for your patience when you've asked a book because I've been updating books, but uh, it's uh, delightful to be back. Well, I, I say that we're not going to talk about one because we're going to try to squeeze in about three, but I definitely want to give you credit <laughs> and let let the viewers and listeners know about everything you've been doing this summer. So here we go. Take control of Find My and AirTags. Take control of iOS and iPadOS Privacy and Security, second edition. Take control of your Apple ID, third edition. Take control of securing your Mac, Take control of your M-series Mac, take control of cryptocurrency, and take control of Zoom, second edition. That's a lot of books, Glenn. Just, just a few books. Just a few <laughs> books. Yeah, it's, a, it's funny. So, you know, people ask, what did you do in pandemic? And I'm like, I think I wrote a lot of books. So, uh, yeah, the Zoom, Zoom book, cryptocurrency, and uh, Find My are all, and the Smack security book, and the M1 book are all new since early last year. And I wrote a home security cameras book that has not been updated. That's coming in November. And that was written in early 2020. Also just before the pandemic hit and everyone was at home and didn't need a home security camera really anymore. Uh, so I've got nine active books, I think at take control. And uh, so I had a very, you know, it was good pandemic uh, timing meant that I had a lot of time in my house to uh, be testing and writing. And, and this is what happened. Well, that's great. Cause we all benefit from it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought we'd we'd spend some time on some of the security issues because it is uh, October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Mm. Um, but before we get into that, I definitely want to touch on take control of Find My and AirTags because this is something new and it's something very cool. And I think that people need to understand a little bit more about what it can do. Um, it's it's not just you know Apple threw this cool new product out and that's it. Um, there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah. And it's become kind of Baroque. And this is usually where I get into writing a book about something is when I can't figure it out. And I start getting a lot of questions about it from family members and uh, colleagues and just random email. And I think, okay, this has gotten too complicated for an ordinary person who doesn't study it to master it. Even if it's something simple, like you think find my is simple. There's one app. You can use the app on different devices you own. It's tracking something. It lets you share your location. But what happened really was I was working on the revision of the iOS and iPad OS privacy and security book. And I get to the end and I uh, there's a chapter on Find My. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is, that's right. We revised this for AirTags. And oh, well, this doesn't include Find My Friends, which is now incorporated. That should be I'm like, oh. And finally, I, I talked to Joe Kissel, the publisher, and said, you know, this is 40 pages in the current book, which is already swollen to over 300 pages. 
Uh, I think this should be a separate book because I think it could be easily over a hundred pages if we actually covered this in a comprehensible fashion. And so after working out some details, so people who bought the previous edition, if you bought the first edition of the privacy and security book, you got a free copy of the find my book. So we didn't want to, you know, take it out and then not give people an update if they were entitled to an update from that book. So that was one thing we did, but the, and then it's just for sale generally, but the, um, it just turned out, you know, Apple, Apple thrives in some level on reducing complexity, right? They want to give you a set of choices, but they, they kind of reduce the maximum number in order to avoid you being overwhelmed. But then I think they have a contrary thing is they cram in more functionality to a point where it can be hard to figure out how a simple thing works because they've put so many different nuances in one place that you can't tease them apart. So find my is really three different kinds of things. And you can see when you look at the tab, there's people, devices, and items. But I would bet most people would be hard pressed if you said, what is a find my item and how does that differ from a device? And if they could answer that, then you'd say, okay, our Beat Studio Buds, see I'm wearing them right here. I've got Beat Studio Buds from a third party that's owned, or not third party, but a division of Apple. Are those devices or items? And if so, why? And it turns out they're devices, but Belkin's third party headphones that use the Find My Network are an item, right? So <laughs> as soon as you start to drill down, I'm like, all right, I think there's a book here because I think people want to effectively control their privacy uh, about being tracked and their devices being tracked. Know when and if someone is trying to stalk them, know if they're being tracked, you know, against their will, basically. Uh, be able to keep track of people they want to. So, you know, elderly members of the family have given consent or you have, uh, you know, uh, a power of attorney over and you're concerned about, say, cognitive powers. And we have some, had some of those in our family where that becomes an issue. And actually, I wish some of the devices that Apple has now had been out. It would have helped us with some family members at times just a few years ago um, because of uh, the privacy, but also the um uh, granularity, like how close and how fast you can find out things, uh, tracking your children, tracking your pets. Um, and then also with all the devices we have, you know, I look at find my, and because we have family sharing on, I think we have, we have like 22 trackable devices and that doesn't include air tags and the Chipolo one spot trackers, which are all work very much like air tags. So we have all this complexity just in my household. And I have like eight different devices that show up. My family has, I think it was 20 more. Um, so they show up as people, their devices show up. And then I've got these items like the air tags and other trackers. And, uh, it felt like I need to to, for me to understand it and write about it, I need to write a book to help other people understand about it because it's three different sets of things that all overlap and sort of two different tracking networks, right? Because you have people, devices, which are like typically an iPhone, iPad, or Mac or watch and some Apple and Beats audio hardware. And you have items that are trackers or things that only have use Find My Network. But so it's three categories, but there's two kinds of networks. There's Find My Device Network which is devices like an iPhone that directly connect to the internet and report their location from information they've derived. So an iPhone knows where it is because it can use GPS, right? Or use Wi-Fi positioning. And then there's the Find My Network, which is that cool crowdsource network Apple built. But that's those two networks were kind of in an overlap position and kind of not. So I don't know. Have I can I know that you know you're a sophisticated and long-term Mac user and app an iPhone user and Apple ecosystem user and I, I like I I wonder how much to you 
not does this sound like Greek, but how much you've had to dig into this to understand things or where it's tripped you up. Because I felt like uh, going into it, I felt like, oh, I'm very sophisticated. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much detail, even having written about this for years that I didn't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm glad to hear some of the things you said because I thought it was just me. Um, and, and fortunately, I've you know, the only thing I have on my networks are my devices, and I'm not going to mm -hmm. embarrass myself by telling you how many devices. Um, but one of the things that I think really does trip you up is, okay, the people and the devices, um, because, you, yeah, I, I understand that I'm carrying my iPad, I'm wearing my Apple Watch. Okay, that's going to allow me to be found. All right, makes perfect sense. But if I lose, if I leave one of my devices somewhere, then you know which category? Where do I kind of look for it? Right, and that's right. Th that's that's sort of the first confusing 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 thing. Can't even say it. Um, and then add air tags into this mix, which yeah. sounds like it should be the simplest thing in the world. But to your point, you know, okay, and and I can name my air tags and I can do all these things, and it it was a little bit of a hit and miss affair because you're right. It's, there's so much there. And that's, that's one of the reasons I was anxious to talk with you about the book to see how much you were able to demystify it for us. Well, I think I've, I think the way to do it is I sort of sliced and diced it into different kinds of things. And these correspond honestly to Apple's categories, but Apple doesn't, Apple hasn't uh, named things as, clearly as I think they should, and particularly around some of the edges. So, you know, there used to be find my friends. And if you go to iCloud.com, there's still find my friends. It still exists as a separate thing. The web apps are really far behind. And, uh, and this gets, oh, and it's even more confusing, Chuck, because you know, there are now some things you can only do from the native apps only on an, an iOS, iPad OS, and Mac OS. You cannot do from iCloud.com. That used to not be true. But the Find My Network relies on a security mechanism to prevent uh, information leaking about random devices, and it could only be decrypted on a device. So um, we may have talked about this even a couple of years ago, I think, when I did an old edition of um, the iOS and iPadOS book, because it was like, oh, well, you can only do, you know, you can't do this from iCloud, even though this is a thing you own. And so I think the best way, the way I kind of think about it is you should put your uh, think about your iPhones, iPads, Macs, and watches. Like that's kind of one pile. And Apple calls those devices. Like if you look through all their terminology, those are devices. Audio hardware is a little bit squishier. So I kind of put that aside. There's a lot of provisos in the book about AirPods and Beats devices. But then the other, so it's really devices and items are anything that can't make an internet connection on its own. They only can broadcast this encrypted Bluetooth signal that's used for the Find My Network uh, beaconing. So, um, and just a reminder for people who don't remember, Find My Network, this is again, one of these confusing things, is kind of Find My Devices. Devices can all reach the internet, and if they can't, they start sending out a signal. Find My, item, find my Network works with items, and items can never reach the internet. They can only send out a signal that will be picked up by devices. So the, the classic example was, uh, I lose my phone, uh, there's no service nearby, and uh, there's no Wi-Fi connection. It's not connected to Wi-Fi, but somebody's sitting nearby with a Macintosh that has a live internet connection. My phone is transmitting this encrypted Bluetooth beacon that identifies it uniquely, but I'm the only person who can decrypt it. The person nearby, their Mac picks up these Bluetooth signals. Uh, just have to be running iOS 13, iPad OS 13, or Mac OS uh, 10.15 Catalina. 
if I remember right. I think it's that only goes back that far. Their Mac will pick up the Bluetooth signal. It'll pair it with any location information it has, and it uploads that to Apple. But the person whose device is relaying my signals, they don't know anything about me. They can't decrypt my uh, Bluetooth signal, so they don't know who I am. Apple doesn't have access to any of the information, so it can't decrypt it either. It has to be downloaded by one of the devices I own. So let's say I've left my iPhone behind. I go home. I go to my Mac. I run Find My on my Mac. I click on Devices, and lo and behold, I can see a location for I can mark my you know phone as lost, and then I can see a location. It's like, oh, it's in that coffee shop. It must be like a concrete. You know, have you ever been in a coffee shop where it's like a concrete bunker? I mean, these days we don't go into places with no ventilation, but I've been in some place. You know, you're so far back, you're like, I can't even get a cellular signal back here. Yeah. So yeah. if you're in that scenario, that's what could happen. Like you don't have a cell signal, you haven't connected to Wi-Fi, and that but somebody else there has connected to Wi-Fi, or they're closer to the front of the store. And in that case, I can see it's like, oh, that's where it is. It was last seen at whatever. And I can call the coffee shop or I can go over there and grab it. And that's supposed to be the joy of the Find My network. Um, so that's how it works for a device because the device uh, only broadcasts like an iPhone, uh, watch, iPad, or Mac will only broadcast this signal when it can't reach the internet anymore. Because when it can reach the internet, it'll send off the normal location information, which shows up uh, just as its current location for yourself or in a family sharing group for all the people in your family. The items, the things that are uh, like AirTags, and uh, there's like three third-party devices that Apple has licensed so far, um, they are constantly broadcasting this very low power Bluetooth encrypted signal and they're rotating through it and it's tied to their serial number. And when you register the device with an iPhone or iPad, that number is stored there. And then again, you're the only person who has the encryption information on those devices to retrieve the location. Um, and because all it's doing is just sending this, you know, every, I don't know. I, I don't think even Apple tells you it's not like constantly, but it's, or it's continuously, but it's not constantly. It's just sending out this very low level Bluetooth signal. Uh, you know, an AirTag can have a year's worth of, I mean, it can use a, a, it can be transmitting this for up to a year is Apple's estimate in normal usage uh, with just a, a thumb battery, you know, the some cell uh, lithium ion batteries in it. So that's kind of the big divide. There is like stuff that can reach the internet and stuff that can't. Um, where it gets confusing is Apple's audio hardware, none of it can reach the internet, but some of it can do more sophisticated things now with upgrades in the last, uh, I think it's coming in iOS 15.1, <clears throat> excuse me, an iPad OS, uh, sorry, iPad OS and iOS 15.1 that's coming, I think that's next Monday now, we just heard because of the uh, the Macs that, the Macs that came out. When those releases are out, you're AirPods, uh, various models of AirPods will get updated with new firmware that include more robust Find My support. But they're considered devices, even though they can't reach the internet. <laughs> hmm. And I find that confusing. They're using the Find My network, but they show up in your device tab. So they're like the one exception is Apple and Beats audio hardware. Today's Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Slack. Available as a benefit to silver, gold, and platinum patrons of Mac Voices. The Mac Voices Slack is where you can connect with the members of the Mac Voices Live panel and other Mac Voices patrons. Get in on the discussions, agree or disagree with our opinions, and get your voice heard. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices. And thanks for supporting Mac Voices. Interesting. So now we're all going to have at least one or two more devices added to our list. Um, because they will yeah. be capable of being tracked. 
Well, they and the air like air tags, uh, air tags pro and air tags max would already have shown up, but they appear, their location was only trackable through Bluetooth from the device that it was paired to. So you have to be like, I actually lost one of my, I couldn't figure out where I put my beats earbuds in the house recently. And I wandered around and I realized, Oh, they weren't, they weren't connected last via Bluetooth to my phone. So I couldn't find them. And I eventually did. I don't have a very big house. Not the only place I would have taken them out in. But um, if you, if the, Beats earbuds had been recently paired. I would have had to get within Bluetooth range. Um, with the new system, I can now track them. Excuse me. I can track. I'm trying to remember because uh, Beats updated in iOS 14.5. Beats did some updates. This is where it gets really granular. I, it's all in the book because I had to go through like 15 times to figure out, uh, you know, can I play a noise in this device? So like if you lose your AirPods Max, you can actually trigger them to play a noise. It'll turn up a really loud volume and play it out the ear, you know, ear cups. You don't want to be wearing them. Apple warns you, like, don't do this if you're wearing them <laughs> because you could blow your ears out. Uh, but in but with the new uh, firmware upgrade for AirPods Pro and AirPods Max, they will tap into the Find My network. So if they're near your device, they'll connect via Bluetooth and use that for location. If they're out of range of your device, they will transmit a signal that will then, just like an iPhone or something else, allow it to allow these other devices to relay the location that they think your device is at. So, I'm, I I have to say that you know I never I, I thought some of this would be great if any devices were stolen, but you know I'm never yeah. going to leave stuff. I'm never going to no. And I left my iPad one one evening at dinner in a restaurant, and. Just just walked out. My mind was elsewhere, uh, occupied with other things, and I didn't realize it until actually the next morning when I went for it, and it wasn't there. And oh man, yeah, it it worked like I mean, it worked like a champ. You know, I've oh, I've, that's so great. I, I popped it up, and it would let me play a tone on the device. You know, because initially I thought, yeah, I'd, I'd left it laying around here, so I'm hitting the tone button. Nothing is happening. I went to the Find My and realized, hey. I'm here and the air and the, the iPad is over there. And so I, I called the restaurant and they said, yeah, we were starting to get a little worried because this thing's making a, a loud noise. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. So, so I got it back and, you know, and that, that yeah. sold me on the whole thing, but yeah, I mean, you only again, have to have them once. Right. And it saved you hundreds of dollars. Like, all right, that was the exactly, reason to use it. Exactly. But Glenn, you know, we we're going to shift over in a minute to security and privacy, but with all this tracking going on, how, how good can we feel about this? I mean, I, I wanted to tell that story because, yes, for me, absolutely. I don't mind being tracked if it saves me an iPad, although I probably will never leave oh, it yeah. again. But you know, is, should this be a big concern? You know, we're all talking so much about, you know, who's tracking what. And, of course, there was the big kerfuffle shortly after the AirPods, excuse me, the Air Tags came out about stalking and, you know, women being stalked yeah. and, and significant others being stalked. Should we be worried about this, or is this one of those cases where it's it's a technology that is it does what it does, and it can be put to good uses and unfortunately bad uses? Well, I think it's um, I think Apple was not did not do as much consultation as they thought they did. That's my nicest complexion on it. Is I think when they came out and you saw the protections that were built in and specifically called out, where Apple said these are things that we put in place to deter 
tracking, unwanted tracking. You thought, okay, I thought I read it because I'm not an expert in domestic abuse and all these other topics, but I read it and thought, well, they thought about this. They must've talked to people. And then there was this wave of, Hey, we're all these various groups. A lot of them national Apple didn't talk to us. Apple didn't talk to anybody we know. <clears throat> and we don't know if that's true that they talked to nobody, but they clearly, you know, they clearly thought about it. But within, I think it was days, maybe a few weeks, they had built the system so they could push out updates very quickly and they suddenly tweaked a bunch of different things. And so I'd say the currency of the system needs more improvements, but I think it's more something you should be aware of than worried about. And if you're in a situation, and I write this in the book, there's a whole chapter on kind of unwanted tracking because you could be un, you know, tracked via an air tag, via a phone. Uh, someone could stick a, you know, it used to be someone have to stick a phone in your car or something, right? And now they can stick an air tag in there. So you should be, if you are somebody who thinks you're at risk of being stalked or have, you know, uh, an ex partner or current partner who's abusive or any scenario in which you feel like you are, you know, you're a human rights advocate for that matter, although governments typically use more sophisticated means. They have a lot more money at their disposal. But if you feel that you might be in a vulnerable category, you should exercise uh, caution, which means just being informed and being aware. And I have some stuff in about that. If you think you're at normal risk, which is that most people, no one is trying to track us. You know, and and to be frank, if you're you no know, cisgender male and straight, you're probably in the category in which you are the least likely to be tracked by somebody else. Right. So I, you know, I can't speak to personal experience about this. I have friends of, uh, you know, actually other men and uh, also people of other genders and orientations and so forth. And um, many of them have like, stories of this. Sometimes it's very lightweight, like the person showed up and some, you know, unexpectedly. And sometimes it's people have had a move or change countries practically. So I'm definitely not an expert on it, but I want to be, uh, I put the chapter in there to give people the right degree of concern. Like where on the dial do you think you are? And if it's high, well, here's some extra stuff you can do. And if it's, you know, normal, which is kind of low, then here's what you should just be aware of. It does. So I tell you, this is the funny part. My, uh, a 14 year old came up with this great idea. They have become very noise sensitive during pandemic and they wear this expensive set. They, they do a lot of dog walking and they bought this expensive set of super noise canceling headphones. It took care of the problem. So we can all be in the house together. We all got noise canceling headphones <laughs> during <laughs> the pandemic, small house, four people, but um, they're like, I want to be able to take these to school and not worry. I might leave them behind by accident. What can I do? Can I do some tracking thing? And I said, Oh, I have these, uh, I have to disappear to frame for one second. It'll be worth it. I promise. Oh. Oh, I can find it. You can hear me from a distance. This is visual aid. I have, here we go. I have, this is worth it, right? This is a triple one spot. Let's see if I hold it up appropriately. There we go. So okay. it's a uh, very thin, it's a, it's basically like an air tag, but it's made by Chipolo. They're, you know, doing licensing and it has very similar features, but it's matte black. Their headphones are matte block black. So I said, you know, I've got this kind of uh reversible thin adhesive that I use with laser cutting. I could probably attach one of these to your earphone, your ear cup on one side, and you could pair it to your phone. And then you'd always know where your headphones were because they're in a school and there's like a thousand, I don't know, there's 1500 kids or something. There's probably 3000 Apple devices in that school, including all the computers. The school has, you know, one-to-one -one computer ratio of, and whatever. So uh, we did that and I was like, this is great. So what's funny is I'm driving them home. I had to go pick them up one day for something and I'm driving them home and my phone flashes. It's like, Hey, there's a device that's been moving with you. And it's like, oh, I haven't seen this yet. And it's because for some in the right circumstance, if you've got any 
find my network device. So it's sending signals, um, your AirTag or Chipolo or whatever is sending signals that are being relayed by your device. So my iPhone was clearly relaying the location information for the tracker on their headphones. If it goes on for more than a certain period of time or over some amount of motion, you get a pop-up on your iPhone or iPad and Apple's going to be releasing an, an Android app. They said later this year and it's later this year. So I don't know when, but soon ish one hopes. And it warns you of that because it warns you this relaying is happening and the device is traveling with you. Right? So I really liked that because I knew it was a feature, but I hadn't seen it happen in practice. And that was great. It gave me some reassurance. Um, so anyway, there's things like that in the book where you can look for that. It's also uh, the change that Apple made several months ago after complaints was originally, if you had a tracker uh, or if an air tag, and it's also true for any device that conforms to Apple's find my item or find my network policies, like all licensees basically have to use exactly the same technology. They can't opt out of this. So I've got, let's just say I have an air tag and uh, it's away from its owner for originally it was three days or more. It would start to bleep, right? Apple changed that to eight to 24 hours and it's a random interval. So you can't determine it'll happen at nine hours or 8.5 or whatever. So if someone were to put a tracker in your car and you drive off for the day, once you're gone for eight hours, it could start to beep. So the person tracking you would have no assurance they could do it without you knowing. And you also get an alert if it shows up to like your your significant places, uh, significant locations are stored by your iPhone as places you, it's only stored in your iPhone. It's stored encrypted end to end. So it's synced among your devices, but Apple has no access to it. But as places you go frequently, like home or work, or you know, if you're working at a coffee shop every day for three weeks, that'll show up there. Any of your significant places, if one of these trackers is with you, it will alert you also. So, um, the, you know, there's could be more precautions taken, but I think it's as a, a user, if you're concerned or not a user, as somebody, a bystander concerned, you're being tracked, you know, the risks are you don't have an iPhone or an iPad. So, you know, and there's no Android app yet. Uh, when that comes out, I think everyone who has an Android should install this to be aware of them too. But uh, it's that bleeping sound. You're going to hear something making a loud, I mean, the Chipolo, I don't want to trigger it right now. The air tag that Apple makes is loud enough. This thing is, I think it's jet engine sound. I mean, it doesn't make it for long, but it goes like, and you're like, holy cow, you know, you could hurt your ears if you stuck it up next to your eardrum. So this thing was designed very, it's plastic. So it doesn't have much uh, buffering power as the air tag does. Anyway, if you hear this sort of weird bleep happening, you're going to track it down because you're going to wonder what it is super loud. You'll find it. And then you'll be able to, if you can figure out what it is, the, the air tags, you just hold them next to any iPhone or device with an NFC reader, and it'll come up with a, hey, this thing has a website associated with it. The Chipolo, you have to do a little more work, but it's still, it doesn't have NFC built in. But anyway, there, so I document this in the book, but I think these are the kinds of things you can just be, you know, if you hear, whenever you hear an unknown beep, you pay attention. And in this case, particularly so. Glenn Fleischman will be back in the next edition of Mac Voices to talk more about some of the books that he wrote and updated during the pandemic lockdown. I hope you'll join us then. Until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. 
you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.